Welcome to The Adam Principle, information and inspiration for transformation. Dr. Hawks, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I really appreciate you taking your time to come in today. You know, you're a guy who's got a lot of lot of big things going on. Um, you just started a new medical practice uh, recently. Yes. How's that going? It's uh, slow to get off the ground. I think it's more getting the word out because I've done mainly by word of mouth, minimal advertising, but it's getting out there because men's health is kind of a niche that's that's new. It is new. You know, it is new. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, you're my doctor. When I was in there, uh, someone was really singing your praises. I think, you know, I mean, I came from Missouri to Arizona and you're not on my insurance plan anymore just simply because you're the best doctor I've been to. <laughs> but, you know, I've done it twice. I've started two practices twice and they weren't medical, they were chiropractic, but it really takes 100% to do that, you know? It does. It takes a big commitment. It really does. Um, married. And now your son, he actually got you into the powerlifting, didn't he? Yes, it was my oldest son. What is he doing now? He's in the academy to become a police officer in Utah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I, I didn't know you had other ones. Uh, I don't want to pry too much or anything. You've got <laughs> younger kids and stuff too? I have two younger. I have one that's 21, my son Hunter, and then I have Skyler is uh, 17. Cool. Yeah, my youngest is 18 now. When I was out there seeing you, I got to spend about three days hanging out with him, doing some fun stuff. And he lifts. Um, and uh, I was really glad to see him get involved in it. You know, the discipline, there's just so much to gain from it, you know, to do. I um, I have been going back to covering distance, you know, um, running and walking combined. It's very hilly here, very hilly. And um, I doubled my miles basically last week. I started doing about twice as much daily and um, finding it hard to stay motivated. So, you know, you've got, you're hatching a new practice. You've got kids, you've, you're married. I don't know what else you've got going on. And you're training, you're training for world records. You know, I, I'm just glad to get through, you know, my mileage. You know, I'm like, yeah, you, you did it. You finished. Yeah. You know, you're looking at world record stuff. How do you, you know, get in there and push as hard as it takes to be number one in the world on your off days? Well, I think there's a couple things. First of all, you have you have the passion to do it. But there are days that you go in there and you're like, listen, I, I know what I got to do and I got to do this. And you have to push through it. It's the same thing. And I, I think even back to medical school. And you're like, I'm learning about embryology and I'm never going to know. <laughs> I really don't care how a baby develops because I'm never going to see it. Right. Um, but when it comes down to it, usually all my wife usually encourages me to go to the gym. Well, wow, that's I, awesome. Once I get there, it's I start lifting and then I go, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And the, then the motivation kind of filters in. But there are still those days where you're just like, I don't even want to do this. So, yeah, um, do you have like a training schedule that you set in advance or do you go in and kind of lift instinctively? Like, you know, do you always have a, a, a certain routine you follow or do you like go today? I feel like doing deadlifts or something. Usually I have a training schedule. I'll do me 
basically like bench press I'll do on Mondays and Fridays and then deadlifts on Saturdays and squats on Tuesdays but sometimes I'll do those twice a week and then you do accessories but pretty much the intense workouts are probably about four to five days a week wow (laughs) so uh, do you work out seven days a week I have in the past but my body as I've gotten over the age of 40 my body doesn't tolerate seven days a week anymore yeah, I find that I can pretty much do what I did when I was, you know, 30 or whatever, but I need more break in between. You know, I need more rest, more time of rest and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's a good thing, but I think, uh, and going back to the motivation thing, I, I that's why I always register for a meet. If I register for a meet, I think, you know, this isn't like a test that I can cram two weeks before. If I don't lift today, I won't be strong in a month. And so that clicks my mind into go, I still have to do today so I can reach the goals I want to make. Gotcha. Gotcha. That really makes a lot of sense. Um, How many months of the year do you train like your competitive training? Do you train competitively year round? I have. um, I've had quite a few of the lifters that go, don't you do a deload? But where you decrease the amount of weight that you do. I'm... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of the Ronnie Coleman kind of lifter where you go in there and you lift heavy all the time. I know that's right. probably detrimental to my joints, but it's just that's the intensity that I feel like I need to train with. That's just me. Yeah, I have seen you. I and I remember you showing me a video where you did a pull from the racks. And um, I can tell you wobbled a little bit when you set it down. You know, I think you'd gotten a blood pressure spike lifting it, <laughs> then dropped and um, left you a little bit dizzy. But yeah, I mean, you're really straining your system when you're looking at, you know, putting half a ton or something right load on a human body. I mean, you know, you're big, but your bones are made of the same stuff my bones are made out of, right. you know? right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see what a DEXA scan looks like on you. You know, uh, I'm a little older than you, and I've been watching my friends, my classmates, just progressively fall apart, um, get knee replacements, cornea replacements, be diagnosed with all types of things. And uh, now one of my best friends, you know, ha- is oste- has osteoporosis, you know, which is, I didn't even know if I'd live long enough to see my friends get osteoporosis and that's rare and, um, yeah in a male too yeah um i feel like i have um been able to avoid a lot of the things associated with typical aging because of staying active i'd be interested in seeing you know what your i bet your dex scan i mean your bones have to be like adamantium <laughs> <laughs> you know and they do say that you do you did a lot of mineral mass when you do weight-bearing exercises so the heavier weight you're gonna have pretty dense bones it's it's got to you know because of all the things they've ever looked at i mean the only thing that increases bone density is weight-bearing exercise and so loading it with you know that much weight just has to you know through wolf's law increase the trabecula and uh, you know just the density of the minerals that are there well, one thing i did notice is i used to float in the salt water pool and now i sink so <laughs> maybe that's the <laughs> that could be that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so you know how do you how do you what type of calories do you go for what do you do with macronutrients do you really monitor your macronutrients because you stay pretty lean for a power lifter well the thing is i've done 
I still hit between three and 5,000 calories a day. I don't eat like the, the strong men do where they're getting up to 10 to 15,000 a day. But the thing is, I just eat whatever I can. I try to eat leaner proteins and things like that, but I'm on the seafood diet. If I see food, I eat it. <laughs> it takes a lot to keep 300 pounds going. Yeah, and the, the thing is, my wife goes, you're constantly eating. Yeah, that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I um, I was a competitive runner about 30 years ago, and I just was losing so much weight that I actually would carry food with me and eat while I ran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I was just burning so many calories. I was just, you know, losing just so much weight. Um, and then when you have more muscle mass, you know, just your resting metabolic rate goes way up oh, yeah. to maintain that. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when I was doing triathlons, I'd have a, a little pack full of, you know, high caloric stuff so that you could eat it as you were going because, yeah, I'd burn through so many calories. Yeah, I, I'm sure you I'm sure you did. That's a that's a big range from do you, does your macronutrients vary much from when you were doing triathlons to doing powerlifting? Yeah, I think I was the the the, the teeter totter or, or balance, whatever you want to put. The balance was more carbs when I was doing a lot of aerobic activity. And now when I power lift, it's the, it tilts more towards protein and not as many carbs. I still keep the carbs up there, but the protein's the higher portion. Yeah, I have found that too, because I, you know, you, I did never do triathlons. I did competitive swimming. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, from like 2004 to 2009, I did competitive swimming. And I was also more on the carbs. And um, when I lift, it's definitely more protein, a lot of eggs. And, you know, it never seems to affect my cholesterol to put down, you know, seven or eight eggs a day. And that's one thing I've been lucky with, I think. And if I, I did like to swim, I think I'm more of an anchor than I am a swimmer. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I, I would recommend there's a book called Total Immersion. And the first three chapters revolutionized my swimming. It um, an amazing book on how to be how to slip through the water yes um the ti method um what do you do with micronutrients do you do any supplementation do you uh um, actually do i do you know, multivitamin but i think that i i'm weird when it comes to that because i know that if you if you take a uh, a normal vitamin and i do a, a vinegar test i take and put a, a shot glass of vinegar and if i drop that tablet in there and it doesn't dissolve in an hour that's not going to dissolve in my system it's going to become an expensive poop pellet so yeah. I usually find a, a multivitamin that will dissolve. The chewables have been the best. Yeah, I like powders. I find I don't digest hard-pressed tablets very well. Yeah. Um, do you do any uh, protein powders or anything? I do. That's usually what I supplement with at night, or I wake up about 2, two o'clock in the morning and I have the munchies. And it's not because I smoke pot. It's because I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Um, how much protein do you consume with like a protein? Do you go with whey protein or do you go plant protein? What do I you usually use? do the whey. Um, usually it's got a whey and casein combo. So you get a sustained okay. and a quick release. Huh. Which one is the sustained? Casein. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so when is your next competition? I'm shooting for a December 5th meet. It's for the APA or APF. I'm yeah. sorry, APF. Yeah. And you're wanting to break the world record on the bench. Yes. My goal is to hit 530, which would be, for our age group, 
if you're doing a complete competition would be the, the biggest weight for anybody over the age of I think it's over the age of 50 but and and you said they had a it's a raw division because you don't wear a shirt no you don't... I do I only do wrist wraps I do wear a belt when I when I bench press I have it's basically abdomen you push against the belt you do a little more mm -hmm. force but yeah I only use wrist wraps and a, and a belt no no shirt um, do you find you ever get any carpal tunnel type symptoms just from the bar smashing on your hands? No, that's what I think the wrist wraps have helped. And I use elbow sleeves because I've gotten uh, lateral epicondylitis, medial epicondylitis from doing benches. And I found a, an elbow sleeve by a company called Cerberus. It has been the best elbow sleeves I've ever used. Cerberus, like the dog? Of yeah, the, the three-headed dog that guarded for the gates of hell. I will have to look that up. Server um, strength cool. is what it's called. And you are also benefiting from doing hammer curls also. Because yes. the, the common unknown thing is that the bicep does help with a bench press. The bicep yes. does. Let's see. The bicep supinates the forearm. Uh -huh. Huh. So it would stabilize it in a pronated position? It's a slight contributor to stabilization of the weight as you move it up. So if you have a weak bicep, you don't have good stabilizers. I will have to work on that. I don't do really much benching now. I, um, I, but I do a lot of cross cables and push-ups, alternating, you know, supersetting them and then doing pull-ups too. I'm really working, my goal, my goal with lifting is a one-arm pull-up. I've been following a routine trying to get to a one-arm pull-up. You do that, Rocky. <laughs> oh, I will. Other, I will. Gosh the other muscles the brachial radialis. That's what I was trying to think of. The brachial radialis and stabilization of the elbow. Yeah. So, well, I found my radial head feels like it's unstable <laughs> sometimes when I'm doing push-ups. And I know it's not that much weight, but um, I may start supplementing with that hammer curl. Yeah, it helps a bunch. Hey, Doc, I appreciate you taking the time, and I look forward to doing some more segments, and I really appreciate the ease that you fit us, fit me into your schedule, your busy schedule. And um, what's the name of, one more time, what's the name of your uh, clinic? It is there? called Man Uplifted. Um, Man Uplifted. What's the phone it number? It is 623-217-2971, and we are, and our, our website is wearemanuplifted.com. That's awesome, Doc. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll talk again Look next week. Look forward to it. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Doc. Bye. Bye.